the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Woo-ee. Exhale. Brewers get a win against the lefty. They open up this three-game series with the Angels a 2-1 victory down to the wire in this one. A well-pitched game to say the least. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. Got an hour-long show for you here today. We'll go to 11 o'clock tonight. If you want to join in on the party, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank. Get old. One more time, 855-616-1620. You can text, you can call, or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. A lot of ways to slice this one, and I think the prevalent one and the most common theme I'm seeing on Twitter from Brewers fans is that's all they could get against against the lefty. Tyler Anderson was on his A game, the changeup especially. This is something I'll talk a little more in-depth with Craig here in a little bit, but it just felt like Tyler Anderson found the changeup. He didn't make a mistake. He wasn't missing in the middle with it at all today. And he was getting it low. It looked like his fastball to the last second. And he forced the Brewers to make the mistake when his pitch was on like it was. You know, we talk about when Corbin was at his peak, and he still can go back to his peak to say the least. But when Corbin's cutter is peaking, and you're like, you know he's going to throw it. Why are you swinging at it? It's just not that easy, right? I think with the changeup in particular, especially with a right-handed loaded lineup, right? The whole point is to see the pitches better, but the whole point of a changeup is to be deceptive, and you think you're seeing a fastball. Surprise, it's a really good changeup, and I think Tyler Anderson certainly did a great job with that, but it doesn't quite, you know, calm the waters of the performances against left-handed starters this season, but nonetheless, the Brewers pull it out thanks to Rowdy Telez, thanks to some great defense from Luke Voigt at first base. He's the hero tonight, if you ask me. Just as much, if not more, than Rowdy Telez tonight. A great scoop in the ninth and the great stretch in the eighth to save Brasso from another error. Would have scored the go-ahead run in the uh, top of the eighth inning. I mean, Luke Voigt, we'll talk about it more, but I, I really think tonight was an important step for him. I'll explain why a little bit later on in the show. If you're not familiar, you can stick around for some sound from Craig Council. We'll get highlights a little bit later as well, and we'll analyze this one with a little more of a fine-tooth comb with Craig Kishon. Just going through the box score on this one, a two-hit night for Mike Brasso, two for four. The only extra base hit of the night for the Brewers was Willie's no-doubt homer back in the first inning off of Anderson, but that was it. In fact, no extra base hits on the other side for the Angels. Not only did they not have a single extra base hit, they didn't have a walk either. They only struck out three times. Just a weird anomaly of a night. Wade Miley again delivers a quality start. Six strong, seven hits, one run. It was earned, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. He needed 84 pitches. 54 of them were strikes. And once again, the bullpen slammed the door. Pion, Streslecki, and Williams continue the good vibes from the back end of the bullpen. There's a lot to like from this one. Let's hop to the text lines as well. One from Doug here. Always big when they can beat a lefty. They are still struggling against them with two more coming up this weekend. It could be a problem, but very good move getting to Les in there. It paid off 
can't always go by the numbers. Yeah, they kept two lefties in there. You're right, Doug. They kept Christian Yelich at the top of the order, which is something I've talked about and put my anchor to saying, look, Yelich is going to be in there. Maybe you'll give him one day off this weekend against the lefty. But he's going to be in there. He's going to draw walks. He drew a walk tonight, had an infield hit, got on base a couple of times. And it is what it is. He struggles with lefties. They exploit him on the inner half of the plate. And if he can get some sort of production and start to get some baby steps forward, I'd love to see it. And for Telez, I just tweeted this, the stats, and we'll talk about it more with Craig, the fact that left-handed hitters are hitting 22 points higher for their batting average this year as opposed to last year on pulled ground balls. So think about that for a second. Pulled ground balls for a lefty. You would see an overshift last year. You would see a guy in shallow right field, or maybe you'll just see three infielders to the right of second base. You can't do that anymore. And I specifically think, especially in that situation with runners on the corners, they would have put an overshift with three infielders on the right side of second and would have let that runner at third get as big of a lead as he wanted because the point is to get Rowdy, he's probably going to pull the ball. And they did their job, when Rowdy that is, and just get the ball in play. Good things happen. He pulled it past the second baseman, Drury, and boom, the Brewers have the lead. There is an example of the rule change working in your favor. So the Brewers get the go-ahead run thanks to Rowdy, a left-handed hitter against a left-handed pitcher, and uh, just enough to get the job done. Another text here. Uh, from Josh, Miley kept it rolling. The defense was superb, and Rowdy wasn't victimized by the shift. Hey, there you go. In a game, the offense could have been blown open early. The Brewers showed off another way to win. Yeah, they, they left the bases loaded with Willie there in the second inning. Would have been a huge opportunity to really exhale, but they never really got the chance in this one. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Or you can uh, tweet me as well at Dom underscore Catronio. Want to take a moment to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're going to take a quick breather. Plenty of show left to go with you. Stack up the text. Stack up the phone lines. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Or on Twitter as well. Craig Kishan will join us in just a little bit. Stay with us. This is the home of the Brewers. 620 WTMJ. One heck of a play by Joey Weimer. Saved at least one run at the time. Man, he's playing some serious, serious defense in the young season. That was called by Lane Grindle. Want to get a quote in here before we get to Craig Kishan. Craig, you're going to love this. This is from Craig Council. In reference to that play by Joey Weimer when he crashed into the wall in center field, Craig Council called it a brick wall crashing into a padded wall, which I think is a perfect description. <laughs> I love that for sure. Um, when Tim is on our show with us and there's big plays to the wall like that, he always says, why doesn't anybody check the wall? And see, that's a great point. That's a great point. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. So, great somebody, defense There might tonight. be some tape. Oh, man. Great defense tonight. There might be some tape on that wall by the time we show up tomorrow during batting practice. If the veterans are savvy and quick enough, I hope somebody does that and we see some photos of it tomorrow. If he Maybe if he had fallen to the warning track, we would have seen that. But, uh, man, that was a heck of a play by Joey Weimer as Craig Gishon officially joins us here on the program, uh, the host of 
of uh, on a Bally Sports Wisconsin for Brewers Live. Craig, I, I know there's a lot of you know maybe apprehension and a little bit of nervous energy and the fact that there's three lefties starting this weekend, but all that matters is a W in that column. And the Brewers, in my eyes, did just enough on a guy that had his A game today. I know there's a lot of folks frustrated with the offense, specifically against Southpaws. We can dive into a little bit of that, but at the same time, you have to recognize when they get the job done like they did tonight. Well, you know, the thing about it too, uh, Dom, is they're going to be seeing left-handed pitching all weekend. So um, I, I just don't... I just don't see like what else are they supposed to do? They got to go out there and play the game. They can't be afraid to play the game. They can't be timid to play the game. They can't be they can't be anything but going out there and and doing what they normally do at the plate and and maybe and then some. But certainly you can't go in there and and not be aggressive. And I I thought the Brewers did a really nice job here tonight. And there's not going to be if you think about this too, there's not going to be too many series where they're going to face three left-handed starters. And then you look at the bullpen, and the Angels have four left-handed relievers in the bullpen as well. So all they saw tonight, beginning to end, between starting pitching and and the one out of the bullpen was left-handed pitching. So um, it, it's, you just have to look at it from a situation, if you're the Brewers, saying, this is what we got, and it's time to overcome this and go out there and play your game. So... This is what they did. I, I was impressed. I, I never looked at this game in one at bat and said, oh, I don't know. This guy's not going to do well against uh, this left-handed pitcher here. I, it, was, it was just a, it was a good game. The approach was well. The plan of attack was good. And um, sometimes you do just enough when you win 2-1. to one. Just enough is the name of the game. And look, the Angels have playoff aspirations. I know... They like to be, uh, you know, folks make them the butt of jokes, especially like the, the Tungsten Armor Doyle jokes that you'll see when Shohei Otani does some incredible stat that hasn't been done since a pitcher named Tungsten Armor Doyle, and the Angels lose 5-3 to three to the Tigers. Like, we've all seen that. We've all seen those jokes. But this team has playoff aspirations in their last year with Shohei Otani. They've got Mike Trout, Mike Trout locked up forever. They've got Anthony Rendon locked up forever. They're getting some great play from Hunter Renfro and Brandon Drury and some of their starters, like tomorrow's starter, Reed Detmers. This is a legitimate team, and you know, coming off of a flat series against the Tigers and the off day yesterday, I thought that was a great opportunity. Clearly, the Brewers have hit the reset button, flushed it, and are ready to attack against all of these southpaws are going to see this weekend. Yeah, for sure. The best thing that happened to Milwaukee this week was obviously getting that win on Wednesday and ending that three-game losing streak because it came a day before the day off. Um, and so just having that sweet taste of victory in your mouth Wednesday night, you're off night, you're off all day Thursday and Thursday night. Uh, and then you come in here with a new series. You, you don't face this team uh, hardly at all. And I just think it, it was uh, it was just a perfect scenario for the Brewers to win this one two to one because they're built to win these tight, close games, as we know, and look no further than um, just about every pitcher that you know took the mound here tonight. Uh, for Milwaukee, this is how you win two to one games uh, with this type of a of, of a lineup coming in as a starter and Miley, uh, and then Piamps is really starting to emerge. Um, they need that guy in the seventh inning. Uh, Strzelecki did a great job in the eighth, and and I thought Williams in particular, Dom. Uh, there are times where 
especially after a day off. Um, you just don't know how long it's going to take him in the game itself to establish that changeup, and and he was able to do that right out of the gates. So I thought it was uh, a swift, uh, to the point ninth inning by Devin Williams, and and that can only spell uh, something even greater for tomorrow if the Brewers are in the same spot. And remember, they have another off day on Monday. So there's the opportunity that, if needed, you really could throw Devin Williams in three consecutive days, given how stress-free today was. And you have that off day coming Monday, and you can certainly get aggressive with your bullpen, knowing that the schedule is starting to get a little light right now for the Brewers. So Yeah, really good point. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, sure. no, I was just because that, that's just a really good point because they had the off day Thursday. So you have this three game series against uh, a hell of an offense. Uh, and, and then you get Monday off to top it off. So this is, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an all hands on deck, but it, it kind of is. I mean, there's there should be no limits for anybody here at this point. So that that's that's the good spot they're in for this series. Yeah, we're going to talk a little more specifically of some performances and maybe some unsung heroes in this one and our difference-making moment of the game. That's coming up next. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings. Presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Here's the 3-2. Broken background ball to short. Adamas flips to second. Miller to the turn to first in time. Brewers turn a 6-4-3 double play. And just like that, the bases are cleared. Lane Grindle's call of a clutch double play in this one. The defense took center stage in a 2-1 victory tonight over the Angels. I'm Dom Catronio with Craig Kishan still with us. So I want to take three parts to this segment here, Craig. I want to start with the obvious contributors then the unsung heroes, and then we'll do our difference-making moments. So let's start with the obvious contributors. And Wade Miley, man, there are so many bounce-back candidates on this team, and Wade Miley is performing like the best one right now. He has he has been, and I am not exaggerating, he has been the best pitcher on this team, and I don't think there's any argument against that right now. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. Um I, I chose uh, the description when we were talking about his start on the pregame show today that going into this game that he was arguably the team's best pitcher, uh, most consistent to be sure, of the season uh, or so far on the season. And to him to go out there and, and you know, just – make another point of attack on that was uh really nice to see i mean he's he's just fun to watch pitch he's got a he's always had a great quick pace he doesn't need the clock to hurry him along um and then and then all his off-speed stuff he's just so old school uh and tonight it was he had two strikeouts and they were both against hunter renfro um other than that it was put the ball in play and because the ball was put into play so often here tonight, the Brewers did have two errors in this one, but it certainly did not come back to haunt them. It did not bring in uh, an eventual run, and I don't think it put any extra pressure uh, on him or Brewer pitching here in this one. But uh, he, he was uh, – I just enjoy watching guys uh, of his mold pitch, and, and he has been extraordinary so far. I want to get to the phone lines here real quick. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Doug and Baraboo's been waiting patiently. Doug, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. 
Good evening, Dom and Craig. I listen to you guys, and so many things come to mind. I was listening to Bob Euchre tonight, and uh, his comments on Dick Grote uh, were so so interesting. It reminds me, as an old-timer, it reminds me of I was in eighth grade when Mazarowski hit that uh, home run in 1960. Our gym teacher actually had the radio on for us, which was uh, unheard of uh, back in, in those days. And then you talk about crashing into the wall. I was at the game in the Metrodome when Robin Young went back, and they had these uh, goofy curtains uh, for the wall, and he crashed into that and, and put his and put his hand up, came out of the curtain, put his hand up with, the, with his glove and came running in, and the umpire said, let's see the ball, Robin. He didn't have the ball in his glove. But uh, anyway, that was uh, interesting. But anyway, what I was going to talk about was the ERA. To me, that's a, a barometer for me throughout the season. And with Woodruff down and uh, Burns not himself yet, uh, 3.48 going into tonight, uh, I think is is really good. And the other side of that is we've all said we've had in the several years now we've had problems striking out. We end up 13, 14, 15 in the league uh, with strikeouts, and going in tonight again, we were we were at seven. So I think there's some uh, really good signs for our team. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the call there, Doug. And uh, up to the second now, their team ERA is at 3.36, which is best in the National League and third best in all of baseball. And that includes a nine spot against the Red Sox earlier in this homestand. So really appreciate the call there, Doug. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, here, Craig, another obvious contributor, not only with the bat but with the glove. Willie Adamas had himself a night. He had the home run to open the scoring, and he made some seriously good plays. The sliding stop is one I think of. The charging ball and to start that double play like we heard at the start of this segment. Willie Adamas can really do no wrong. Even though he did commit an error tonight, he really can do no wrong in this ballpark. Yeah, that error was uh, thankfully in the first inning and didn't cause any damage. And you know what? He just got better after that. If you think about it, so he had that error in the first inning, and then he hit the home run in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, so kudos to Willie for that. Um, and then just you know, outstanding plays. And I and I look too uh, for him towards the end of the game. He had that uh, uh, nice stop and um, in the seventh inning, and then again in the ninth inning to close things out. The one that you're referring to as well, that sliding stop, and just an absolute gun for an arm. Um, he's so valuable out there it's not even funny um you know so he, he's just a joy to watch dom and the brewers right now certainly need that type of defense there's no question about it one more obvious contributor before we get to the unsung heroes and our difference making moment uh the obvious contributor here is rowdy Teles getting a start despite knowing he's going to face nothing but southpaws today. He gets the go-ahead RBI single there in the bottom of the eighth inning. He works a couple of good counts. He reaches base three times tonight as well, despite batting seventh in the order. I think Rowdy gave a, a little bit of a nudge to his manager saying, yeah, that's why you put me in here against lefties. I can get the job done. I don't need to hit it 450 feet every single time. And the stat that I brought up before you joined us here, Craig, is the fact that left-handed hitters – when they pull a ground ball, are hitting 22 points higher this season as opposed to last season when it comes to their batting average because of the lack of a shift. And Rowdy Telez said, I'm going to hit it where they ain't, and it happened to be pulling the ball, and he got the job done in the eighth. Yeah, he really did. I mean, that was unbelievable. With two outs to top it off, uh, becoming clutch, 
Uh, he didn't have the greatest start to the season, but you have to give him a lot of credit. What he's done in the last week and a half, two weeks, um, has been really outstanding. He's been incredibly patient. He's getting deep in the counts now, um, which is really helping this guy out a lot. And and the other thing about Rowdy, too, is, you know, his, his first hit today, you say, you know, take where the pitch is. He took it to left field, so he won oppo there, too. So, um, you know, everything is uh, is falling into this guy's place right now, and I think we're seeing, you know, another maturity level of how good a hitter Rowdy Telez can be because he's he's getting there uh, so far here on this season. I've got my first unsung hero tonight has to be has to be Luke Voigt. He didn't let the poor offensive performance get to him today, and man, those picks, the great diving stop there in the top of the eighth inning. On Brasso's bad throw, what a moment to save the game at the time. Does not let bad offense go over to defense. That was a mature, huge day for Luke Voigt, in my opinion. It, it was big time because I, I'm not sure any of us knew that he could play this kind of defense, and he has not hurt this club. I, I think maybe really early on in the season, maybe the, the first week or so, when he had a, a, a start or two over at first base, maybe there was a little bit hesitation there where you're going, I don't know if this guy is going to be able to, uh, to secure defensively what needs to be done over there. But that didn't last long. And what we're seeing now is um, a, a big-time turn of events for him. And you got to give him a lot of credit. You know these guys are working out there every day. They're just not hitting, it, hitting during batting practice. They're, they're working a lot over at first base, especially for Luke Voigt and stuff. So you got to give him a lot of credit. And and uh, the plays that he made today, uh, really off the charts, good for a guy that doesn't play every single day at first. Yep. And lastly, Peter Streslecki, we, we don't give the dude enough credit. He just gets dudes out, right? It doesn't need to be sexy. It doesn't need to be striking out the side. It doesn't need to be blow you away 99 mile an hour fastballs no this dude cuts and dives and sinks and and slides and changes he just makes you uncomfortable i remember when he first arrived in the show he said yeah i'm I'm a funky pitcher you know i i look funky my stuff is funky and man it just works and i i can't explain it you know the nerds like me are like how the heck does this work for him but it's working. You cannot ignore what he has done going back to about last August or so to now. He has been one of the best relievers in baseball. Yeah, I, I agree. And and think about the work that he had to do today. Um, he's facing the top of the order for the Angels in the eighth inning. And Ward uh, gets on base because of the error. Um, and so now he's working with a little extra pressure. He, there's, so there's a guy at first, nobody out. He gets Trout to pop up to right. And then Otani singles for his only hit of the game. And then he gets Rendon, and he gets a great defensive play by, the, by we're talking about Luke Voigt uh, finishing off uh, the throw from, uh, from third. So, I mean, does it get any more difficult than that if you're a relief pitcher and you're looking at who you got to face, right? Um, pretty outstanding stuff. He's, he's really coming into his own. 
He really is. All right, let's get to our difference-making moment of the game before we say goodnight to you, Craig. Difference-making moment of the game is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but it's for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. I want you to take the floor here first, Craig. What was your difference-making moment? Well, I am going to go uh, to the difference-making uh, moment before the game started and when the lineup card was made out by uh, Craig Council and and whoever on his coaching staff contributes uh, from game to game on this one. I'm going with uh, with putting Luke Voigt over at first and Rowdy Telez uh, at DH and, and putting Rowdy in that number seven spot and saying – these guys were a difference maker as a one-two punch together here tonight. Voight's defense shined, and obviously Rowdy's offense shined. He was one for 11 against left-handed pitchers coming into this game and uh, gets a couple of hits, draws a walk as well against them. So, and then, of course, delivers the game winner in that uh, bottom of the eighth inning. So I'm going with, the, with just putting them in the lineup here together as a one-two punch. I love that. I love that. I'm going to go in the fifth inning. Brewers and uh, Angels, they're tied at this point, all right? And Miley allows a leadoff single to the nine-hitter, Zach Neto. So now you got the top of the order coming up. And my moment was the fact that Taylor Ward trying to push a bunt and try to get himself on base, but he popped it up and allowed Voigt to make the catch. So now you're essentially one pitch away from ending the inning. He just got two innocent flyouts from Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It allowed Miley to exhale a little bit in that fifth inning. I thought Taylor Ward let Miley a little bit off the hook there, trying to bunt and obviously failing. That was the moment I knew, all right, Wade Miley is going to get a gift here. He's going to get through this A-OK. And he didn't allow another base runner after that single by Neto. Yeah, really good call right there. There's no doubt. You get that leadoff hitter on, and, and things can change in a hurry. It's just what's going to happen after that. And uh, obviously, it didn't work out for the Angels and worked out for Miley and the Brewers. All right. Craig and Sean, you're with us all weekend long. Looking forward to what should be a great pitching matchup tomorrow. A couple of guys that have thrown a no-hitter, Reed Detmers and Corbin Burns. Thanks, as always, for your insight, my friend. All right, pal. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, more with Craig tomorrow. We'll keep going on with the show. We're talking who's hot, who's cold. Some texts, some calls, some tweets as well. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win 2-1 tonight. We're going to talk who's hot, who's cold. We're going to get some injury updates a little bit later here in the show. Uh, we got counsel in the next segment as well. Want to get to the phone line here, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Ricky and Honey Creek, you've been waiting. Ricky, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, this is a great win tonight for the Brewers. Um, not that best offense tonight, but... The defense really stood up for some plays. Um, it was late in the game. Mike Brasso grabbed that ball, threw it over to first, and Luke Voigt was barely able to stay on the bag, and that was able to throw a scoreless eighth inning there from Strzelecki. And uh, and then I think uh, Willie Adamas tonight, too, he had an incredible play, throwing it to first, and once again, Luke Voigt was able to stay on the bag. And uh, even though Luke Voigt is not hitting home runs right now, which, uh, but he's coming up with defensive plays, and that's what we need. And this is a night where he came up with two defensive plays. And then, you know, in the bottom of the eighth inning, the Brewers had the 
starting the rally with two guys on, nobody out. And then uh, a little bit later, you look at it, and now they have runners on the corners, and there's two outs, and you got Rowdy coming up, and he gets a base hit, and then which gave us the lead, and we ended up winning because Devin Williams came on and had a great ninth, ninth inning there. And then Wade Miley, he was just really solid tonight. Uh, he just made a mistake in there in the fourth inning. But um, I'm looking forward to this Brewers team as this year progresses, and uh, hopefully this year turns out good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for the time, man. When it comes to what Luke Voigt has done, I, mean, I had a candid conversation with him a few days ago here in the clubhouse, just kind of checking in with him and seeing how things have been going. And you could tell, you know, he was just really trying, man, I just want to get in the lineup. I want to prove my chance. I want to prove what I'm worth. I want to, you know, I waited to be on this team. You know, he wanted to be on a contending team after everything he went through last year with the Nationals and the trade with the Padres and Hosmer holding things up and all that. I mean, he had a rough 2022, not just baseball performance and health-wise. I mean, just the trade and going to a bad team, things of that nature. And I really just, I, I look at the way he performed tonight. Yeah, he, you know, the bat wasn't quite there tonight. He popped out on a 2-0 pitch. Uh, he hit a line shot to short that was caught by Neto. You got to be thinking to the heavens, like, are you kidding me? When am I going to get mine? When am I going to get mine? And he did not let that affect him. I think it's a great lesson for young ball players, young coaches out there, just saying, like, look, there's a great example of a guy that put the team before him. You can still have a great day on defense if you have a bad day on offense and help the team win. That's exactly what Luke Voigt did tonight. So you've got to make sure you give him kudos and give him the recognition he deserves after the performance today. It's time for Who's Hot and Who's Cold. Brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. That's Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's cold is the Angels' offense. I mean, the fact is they didn't have an extra base hit tonight. Yes, they had nine hits, but they held Trout to a bloop single, Otani a single up the middle, uh, Rendon a single, but that was it. It was all Urshela and uh, Neto. They had five of the nine hits between those two guys tonight. They didn't strike out a lot. They were hitting a million ground balls, too, but they held them. The Brewers held them in check, to say the least. As for who's hot, it's got to be Rowdy Telez. I mean, you look back after he got his first homer of the season when he started off ice cold. After Since he's getting his first homer of the season, his OPS is over 1,000 with a 274 batting average. Rowdy Telez against a lefty. He's only going to face lefties this weekend with all the lefties in that bullpen. This was a good step forward for him. As Craig mentioned, the number, him being just 1 for 11 against left-handed pitchers this season. And to get a couple of knocks and a walk today... Should be a great step forward for Rowdy Telez. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, up next. Get you some injury updates as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. With you to the top of the hour here on the home of the Brewers. 620 WTMJ. Brewers get a win 2-1. to one. Before we hear from Craig Council, just kind of want to run down the uh, injured list right now for the Brewers. And we got some updates today. 
pregame from Craig Council about what's going on with the crew, what's going on with uh, some rehab assignments, and things of that nature. First and foremost, Tyrone Taylor. Uh, he is playing in AAA. He played tonight. Uh, he is 3-for-12 so far in his assignment. The Brewers have made it sound like it's going to take a little while for him down in AAA. They may end up using close to the maximum amount of time. I believe it's two weeks for position players down uh, on this rehab assignment before they bring him back up. So they've got time with him because this is essentially, as Craig Council put it, his spring training. So he's still got to get his reps, still got to get his legs underneath him, get his batter's eye back as well. So Tyrone is playing. He is in AAA right now with the Nashville Sounds. As for some guys very close to returning, Gus Varland, he went through his outing no problem yesterday with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. He'll make one more outing with them tomorrow. Uh, it sounds like it'll be a, an up-down where you throw an inning, come back out, face one batter, then he'll be done. And they expect him to be back for the road trip against the uh, Rockies and the Giants coming up starting on Tuesday. So he's due to return uh, very, very soon. We also got an update on Garrett Mitchell. He is going to have surgery next week on that damaged labrum, putting his season in jeopardy. The Brewers have not been committal about how you know firm they are, saying that it's going to be a season-ending injury, but it generally is. The good news is, is that it's his non-throwing shoulder. It is his, it is his left shoulder, but he is a uh, left-handed hitter. So something to keep in mind for Garrett Mitchell. Uh, we saw Matt Bush was placed on the 15-day IL. It will probably be more than two weeks for him uh, with rotator cuff tendonitis. The Brewers are just going to let him get some rest finally. His velo is a little bit down and take that day by day. Also for the Brewers, as far as one other injury with the Brandon Woodruff saga right now, a lot of folks are kind of frustrated with the way things have rolled. Brandon Woodruff, we don't know yet, and... We're just going to take comfort in knowing that it's not soon. But they also have not said it's surgery. They haven't said they're going to slowly ease him based on these doctor's orders here this week and finally make a firm plan. He's been just shut down, resting, letting his subscap strain get healthy. So there is no firm update on Brennan Woodruff, but I bet we might get one by the end of next week as far as a plan. A light early timeline could be a possibility for Brennan Woodruff, but that's not happening anytime soon as well and finally some good news that Adrian Hauser uh, is going to be making so tonight was his last rehab appearance for the Nashville Sounds the Brewers are expecting him to return to the Brewers for his next outing Hauser five innings three hits three runs two walks three strikeouts tonight he threw 80 pitches 40 of them were strikes they expect his next outing to be in the big leagues whether it's a start whether it's bulk relief the Brewers are probably going to say a start it may not be a traditional start they may keep him on a shorter leash and you know tag team him with like a Bryce Wilson per se but they expect his next appearance to be in the big leagues perhaps on this road trip so that's a quick run through the injury report right now. Uh, I got a text in here as well. What are the Brewers going to do when Luis Urias comes back? Who gets optioned? Let's cross that bridge when we get there because Weicho's not going to be back for at least another month plus because he was placed on the 60-day IL. He wouldn't even be eligible to return until the first week of June. So still a long time for Weicho to be coming back from his uh, hamstring strain that he suffered on opening day. With all that said, let's get back to the game at hand tonight and hear from the manager, Craig Council, talking specifically here at the start about how great of defense Willie Adamas had tonight. I mean, he made several last play of the game. Obviously, a great play. The 
play to finish the eighth. Great play. Um, so some big, some big plays. Made a nice play on a on the Otani ball in the first. So several nice plays. Is the footwork the challenging part of that? I mean, the ball's coming in hot too, and it's you know you got to play the hop and kind of move around I think, the bag. I think catching it's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean it's. You know that's what those guys practice, and that's what they're receiving the baseball. Is um, you know he made he made a difference there tonight for sure. Weaver's catch ended up being a, a really big play yeah, too. yeah. That that's I mean he he almost made that look easy um, if if you could say that, but um, it's just a, it felt like a great jump, um, and then he just kind of extended a little bit on the on the last stride um, to to make a great play. Craig, we've talked about the defense a little bit. I mean, then it was then it was a, a brick wall running into a padded wall. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the defense, when you think about season long, um, I mean, do you sense like sort of is there momentum in this? Like everybody, like like the pitching talks about it. Like there's no pitchers talk about. Yeah, it. I mean, we, you know, we're we've got good defenders on the field, and um, we're and we're. We're getting opportunities to make plays, um, and um, that's that's kind of what's happening. And these guys are showcasing their skills defensively. What did you think of Wade's start tonight? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was kind of it was a Wade start. I mean, there's no walks in there. That's that's obviously a big thing. Um, you know, the second time through, they they took some good swings. We played some good defense, and then the third time through, um, he he really did a nice job on him. Um, got through the top of the order and um, in good fat. And you know, fifth and sixth were really good. Um, so it's, it's a real good start. Um, you know, he's given us five five really good ones so far. Yeah, just just big picture. I mean, it's a sub two ERA in your five games for him. I mean. Considering you're missing Woody, like, yeah. does that become even more valuable? Yeah, well, it's it's you know no matter what's going on, the the, the quality of his appearances have been you know tough to beat, right? It's it's just he's been good. He's given us a chance every single time. He's been dominant a couple times, um, and he's he's been efficient to get us get us deeper into games. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff coming from it. That eighth inning for Strislicki, I mean, that's a challenge. That's a big challenge for any pitcher. You got Otani, you got Trout. I mean, what have you thought about just him stepping up to that challenge? And that's kind of like what he's done all year, right? Well, this, yeah, this is what Pete's done since he stepped into the big leagues. Um, he, he's answered every challenge. Um, he, he's taken the ball in the tough spots. Um, he's he's earned this. Um, so he he just he continues to to be somebody that's um, that. We were counting on, um, and he's delivering for it. Roddy against the lefties all night long. Um, has he, for you, taken a big step there, or is it just? Do you think it's opportunity that he's just getting? Uh, I mean, he had a good he had a he had a good night tonight for sure. I mean, the you know I think especially that bat against Loop in the eighth, and that guy's um, made a really good career of getting lefties out. Um, so that that's a that's a tough at bat and and an impressive at bat. What did you think overall of the way Wade and I guess it was Striz pitched against Otani and Trout specifically? I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Take it. Anything in common among your four pitchers tonight, or, or among the three relievers? 
Well, it was, I mean, we didn't, we didn't walk a guy tonight. So that, that's, if, you, if you're asking what's in common, I think we, we made, we're making them earn their way on the base tonight. And that's, that's always a good formula. Yeah. Don't walk guys. You don't need to strike out the world. Don't allow extra base hits. It's amazing how many games are going to win like the Brewers did tonight. A 2-1 to victory tonight. May not sound like a big final, but there were some highlights in this one. We're going to relive it coming up next. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. A pair of southpaws on the mound in this one. Let's start things off real early. Bottom of the first inning, Willie Adamas. And the pitch. Willie to left and deep. Hey, get up. Get up. Get way out of here and gone for Willie Adamas. And the Brewers have the lead. Adamas with his fifth of the year. No doubt about it. Bob Uecker on the call there. So a hot start for the Brewers. They could have added more in the second inning, but Willie would end up striking out with the bases loaded. They would hold a 1-0 lead until the fourth. When an RBI single from Gio Urshela would not up this game at four apiece. And however, the Angels had a chance to add more if it wasn't for Joey Weimer in center. The second time through the lineup. Fly ball, deep center field. Weimer racing back to the warning track at the wall. Reaches up and makes a catch. Banging up against the wall. His hat fell off. Wow, Joey Weimer added to the highlight reel. It was a heck of a play as called by Lane Grindle. However, the Brewers' offense would go silent against Tyler Anderson. He would go six-plus strong innings, striking out seven batters. We pick things up, though, in the top of the seventh. Still a 1-1 game. Now it's in the hands of the Brewers' bullpen with Yoel Piomps on the mound facing Chad Wallach. Here's the 3-2. Broken background ball to short. Adamas flips to second. Miller to the turn to first in time. Brewers turn a 6-4-3 double play. And just like that, the bases are cleared. And there was still more defense to come. The very next batter was Zach Neto. 1-2 pitch. Ground ball deep in the hole. It's short. Backhanded by Adamas. Throw. One hop to first. In time. Oh, what a play by Adamas. He went to a sliding stop in shallow left. Popped up a one hop to first. What a play by Willie. With all these highlights of defense, the Brewers still needed to get a run. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning, all tied at one. First two batters reach on singles, but it looks like after a fielder's choice and a strikeout, they will be left hanging again. Fear not, Rowdy Telez. And the pitch. Telez, a base hit to right. The lead run is in. It's 2-1 to one Brewers on a huge two-out base hit by Rowdy Telez. Some clutch stuff from Rowdy and the Brewers. They win game one of this three-game set, 2-1 to one over the Angels. All right, saying goodnight here in this final segment. Just a couple minutes left in the program. Brewers win 2-1 tonight. Back at it tomorrow. Only two more games left in this homestand, and tomorrow is the hoodie giveaway presented by U.S. Cellular. Uh, hope to see you out here early at the ballpark. 6-10 first pitch. Gates will open at 4-10. Remember, it's a two-hour 
uh, open gates now thanks to the giveaways and the new era of baseball. So hope to spend a day at the ballpark out here with us. Tomorrow's matchup's a good one. Corbin Burns versus Reed Detmers. The lefty Detmers threw a no-hitter a couple of seasons ago, as did Corbin Burns. So this should be a whole lot of fun. Two guys looking to get back on track. Our coverage will start at 5 o'clock right here on WTMJ. I've got Brewers warm-up pregame. Then we'll lead you to the on-deck show starting at 535, built by Menards. Lane Grindle will have that one for you. And then first pitch coming at 610 with Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. So a lot of fun here at the ballpark tonight. Hope to see you all rocking here tomorrow. 214 was the time of game tonight. I mean, that's that's Wade Miley for you. That man gets the ball and goes. And the irony of it all is he voluntarily took a pitch timer violation. Uh, at one point in this game because he just couldn't quite get on the same page with William Contreras on a two-strike pitch, and he got the guy out on the next pitch anyway. So what a performance to have no walks, only two strikeouts, and no extra base hits allowed. The Brewers pitching staff continues to impress right now. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to Brewers All Access wherever you get your podcasts. They, too, can hear all of these shows live here on WTMJ or in podcast form after the fact as well. And we know we're going to be on WTMJ the rest of the way now that the Bucks are eliminated. Too soon? Well, sorry. Uh, the Brewers and the Angels tomorrow. Our coverage starts at 5, first pitch at 6.10. My thanks to Craig Kishon for joining us, and my thanks to our producer, Tommy Wirtz. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win 2-1. to one. Until next time, keep on swinging.